Hi there. We're continuing our study and our, our time together about the names of God. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide, He will see to it, that was revealed with Abraham in Genesis 22. Uh, Jehovah Rapha, when He says, if you will obey my commandments and hearken diligently to my voice, I will be your physician and, and uh, I will heal you. And then uh, Jehovah Nissi, which the Lord is our banner. And so we're going to investigate those more thoroughly, uh, which we have been doing, and then look at the rest of the names of God. What's in a name? It's the character, the, the power, it's the person himself in the name. And, you know, it's so awesome that God has shared himself with us. You know, he, he's the God of the universe. He doesn't have to talk to us. He doesn't have to share his heart with us. Sharing his heart with us is the most intimate thing he can do. And he doesn't have to do that. I'm just so grateful that God is willing to share himself with us. And I, I pray that you are too. Uh, that's one of the things that, that causes him to share his heart more often is when, when we uh, appreciate it and take hold of it. Jehovah um, Jireh, the Lord will provide where we've seen in Genesis 22, where Abraham took Isaac up on the mountain and was ready to sacrifice him. There was a scripture there in Genesis 22, 14, where he it says, Abraham lifted up his eyes to, re to receive the covenant promise of the name of God. We must lift up our eyes. And, it, and, and I, I became aware that the things we're talking about on here, um, we're going to have to lift our eyes. We're talking about something from another plane. You know, in the beginning in Genesis 1, uh, when God said, let us make man in our image, let us make the uh, human being in our image, male and female, he created them. Um, God is, uh, there's two different worlds. There's a seen world, because then in Genesis 2, he talks about, well, in Genesis 1, 1, 14, talks about the, the, the signs and the symbols in the, in the heavens declaring the glory of God. The heavens are declaring the glory of God. And there's a, a greater light and a lesser light and has a dominion over the heavens above. So there's two worlds, and we see them unfold in Genesis. There's a seen world, a natural world that you can see and touch things and all, but there's a spirit realm. There's an unseen realm, and there's two different worlds to rule from. We're, what we're talking about in these podcasts are we're living in a time when darkness, yea, deep darkness, is coming upon the earth. If you're wondering what's happening in the earth, and you, you've lived long enough to see tremendous cultural changes, it's because God prophesied that these this, this chaos would come in the last days, and people would begin to act like this. It's even stated in there, in case you're wondering what's happening to people, it's even stated in there, one, that because we don't uh, honor God. He turns us over to a reprobate mind. That's a mind void of judgment. And I think we absolutely see that today. And two, uh, it says in Thessalonians that he will send a strong delusion upon us when we don't honor God. So in a sense, we're in a day of judgment right now. But in the midst of that, for those of us who are hearkening diligently to the voice of the Lord and obeying his commandments, he has a place of safety. He, he warned Noah to build an ark. So when that judgment came, Noah had an ark and a place of safety. And 
in the, in the days of Egypt, when Israel, the Hebrew children were in Egypt, they had Goshen, the land of Goshen, that they got into and were kept safe. So God has a place of safekeeping for us. But when I saw that Abram had to lift up his eyes, he had to lift up his eyes. We have to lift our eyes up to draw from that other plane, to draw from that unseen world. And that's some of the things that we talk about on these podcasts. We want to learn how to First of all, get acquainted and know that the power of God is available. But secondly, how do I call upon it and release it into my life? And thirdly, then we have to get disciplined to do to do what we've learned. I laughingly say sometimes I have greater revelation than I have disciplines. We have to get the discipline of the revelation that we've gotten. But we can't activate the power till we get a real revelation. And you wonder, that means that I know that I know that I know that I, it, it, it doesn't, um, you know, they've come out with the, the shroud of Torin about Jesus and what he was wrapped in. And, um, and it, they'll say this one time and say something else another time. And, but you know, I don't care if they tried to prove it absolutely for a fact that, that Jesus didn't die or didn't raise from the dead. I've already experienced that. So I know that I know that I know, and I, I'm not afraid of anybody else's conversation about it because I have a revelation that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and He died for my sins, and He's come into my life, and I have many infallible proofs through the years that I've been walking with Him, and so I, I'm not afraid of that. But we need to lift our eyes. We have to lift our eyes <clears throat> to see from that other plane, to see from, to have faith. Faith has to lift its eyes and we can see further. How far can you see? And so do you know that God is your provider? Do you know he's going to see to it? Do you know that he is your physician and your healer and his word is medicine for our flesh? Do we know that? So that when something comes against us, we will use that. And do we know that the power that's in the blood that's been shed at Calvary? And do we know the protection that the blood provides for us? Uh, you know, I, I always remember the story that Billy Brim tells in The, the, uh, the Glory of God. I don't remember the, the name of the book, it's, it's, but it's, it has to do with the glory of God. She tells the story of a pastor who was in Canada at some meetings and the devil started threatening, talking to him and threatening him that there were rabid foxes around his property and they were going to bite his children and kill them. And he's trying to do these meetings and the devil's always hammering at his thought patterns about that. And, uh, he just got on his knees with his wife and they started pleading the blood. They put a bloodline around their property. They declared, they declared and decreed a bloodline around their property. And when he got home, they went out and looked and the, the foxes died on the outside of that bloodline. They could not cross the bloodline. Remember they put the blood on the doorpost in the, in the book of Exodus. The blood protected those houses. If there was a blood mark on the doorpost of the house, then the death angel passed on by it. So judgment will cease from that house when you plead the blood. Why? Because Jesus bore that for you at the cross. And so you don't have to take that on yourself. He's already been an armor bearer to you 
for your sin, sickness, and disease. We just have to let him be that and activate it by faith and by uh, talking. So um, the only thing that can stop us from lifting our eyes, if you will, is traditions. Jesus said the traditions of men uh, will make the commandments of God. What is the commandment? We're talking about the commandment, the third commandment, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. We're talking about that third commandment. And he says that the, the uh, traditions of men will make the commandment of God of no effect. And uh, so when uh, I got to thinking, well, what are some traditional thinkings of men? And these are minor kind of things. I'm sure there's something more major, but some traditional thinking today is for me to just on every prayer say, thy will be done. Because we need to find out the will of God and, and not just throw it out into the ethos out there, into the atmosphere. If you just throw it out there, sometimes demons will get hold of it. What, what is the, the will of God? Find out what the will of God is. For instance, like one time he said to me, when I was asking him about asking, uh, you know, Lord, teach me to ask for more because I don't feel like I ask you for enough. Anything you ask in prayer believing, you shall receive. And, and I never did ask for much. And he said, well, actually, you need to learn more than just asking. You need to learn when to ask and when to declare and decree. For instance, he said, when it comes to healing, you don't have to ask me for that. I've already dealt with that. He took care of healing at the cross. Jesus bore our sin, sickness, and disease in his body at the cross, and by his stripes we were healed. That's been dealt with. So we don't have to ask about that. But a traditional way of thinking in a religious mindset is whatever thy will is. Well, if it's sickness and disease, it's not his will. He's, he's already dealt with that. He, that's why he took it on his body in the cross. Another one is... Um, I know God's going to heal me. That's a traditional way of, of saying that they're believing for healing. But if you're always going to be healed, then it's never already finished and done. So let's lift our eyes and see that healing has already been taken care of, and we'll look at it more in, in, the, next pod, in the next few podcasts. But healing has already been dealt with as far as God is concerned. He's already healed us. We have to reach out and take hold of it, pull it into our lives, and we'll be looking in the future a little more about how we actually put that to work. God is not going to heal me. Thank you, Jesus, that you already healed me. If we can change our prayers from begging and asking all the time to thanking him that he's done it, He's stored up and made ready. He's taking care of our health healing problems and receiving it by faith and thanksgiving. We'll see some action. So I encourage you to think about how you're praying. And um, are you praying out of real faith, which is an assurance of things hoped for? Or are you praying out of fear? I've caught myself praying out of fear sometimes. And so I need to shift the gear and say, no, Lord, I've already asked you for that anyway. So I'm going to believe that you've answered anything I ask in prayer, believing I shall receive. I'm going to believe that you've answered me and it's here. And I'm going to start calling it into being. 
Speaking of things that aren't as though they were. So there, that's what we need to practice this week. God bless you. See you next time.